Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Boston sucks. The roads are a fucking maze. kidding me i'm just supposed to slap some wet cold fish with mayo on a roll and that's your number one cuisine the biggest gripe i have with boston is that new yorkers are not fucking welcome i am a mets fan i have no beef with the red sox As a Jets fan, there is a beef with the Patriots. That beef seems to be getting old. With the Jets turning into something. But, more importantly, more than baseball, more than football, or basketball, even with the Knicks and the Celtics, because everybody in the NBA is friends nowadays. But more than all those ball sports, MMA, New York fighters are not fucking welcome in Beantown. What's up, everybody? It is your boy on the road, headed back from Boston. I still have three hours left. I'm not going to talk for three hours, but... Why not? Maybe this is the perfect time to uh, recap what was UFC 292. Thank you guys for following, liking, subscribing, everything. Iktagon, Iktagon.com. I appreciate it. Much love to the uh, fellow MMA media members and uh, my newest uh, colleagues that I plan to some collabs in the future with, including Stan the Man, who does a podcast with Dennis the Menace Bermudez. Stan is the man, cool guy, super talented, just waiting to get his shit together. Also, uh, uh, fellow, other fellow Long Islanders. Well, Stan might not be the man because he's potentially moving up. Uh, Sorry to backtrack a a little. Sometimes you got to take one step back to go five steps forward. But Stan is moving out of Lindenhurst to some fucking upper region of New York. I don't know if he's going to be the man anymore. He might be Stan on the land because he's getting a nice piece of property. God bless him, but... He's, uh, he's leaving us strong islanders. Yeah, there's Zoom. Yeah, there's StreamYard and all that shit. But there's nothing like face-to-face interaction. I know there's an MMA promotion. Men, uh, or maybe it's Dead Serious Fights or Men of War or something that Eugene and Frankie Perez host in Poughkeepsie. So I will make a trip up to Stan's residence and watch those wonderful fights and uh, connect with my upstate friends. Um. But, moving forward, I plan to collaborate more often with my fellow Long Islanders, including two media members whom I I had wonderful conversation. You guys will hear a little bit later 
in this uh, episode, we basically did like a, a live fight companion commentary, 15, 20 minute segment where uh, Chris Wyman was fighting uh, against Brad Tavares. You guys will hear that in a couple minutes. That was with Frank and Ryan. Really cool dudes. Really cool dudes. Good vibes. Frank uh, was on that Stony Brook Seawolves D1 uh, deep run into the college uh, playoffs. It was when Stony Brook was a top four team in the nation. This is about maybe 9, 10, 11 years ago, something like that. Uh, and really cool dude. Really cool dude. Uh, Ryan, the Ryan Show. He's uh, he's a radio lifer. Live and die on the mic. I obviously respect him. I, uh, I know radio guy when I see a guy, uh, radio guy. And Ryan is one of those guys. They, uh, those guys collab, Frank and Ryan. They're part of the uh, pot butter mix. Frank is, uh, that's his, uh, that's his pride and joy. I just had to slam on the brakes there. Um, these Boston fucking drivers, I'm done. I'm done with Boston. Get me out of this state! So, uh, anyway. Frank's cool, dude. Check out Pop Butter. They are collaborating with uh, Matt Steamroller for Vola. Check them out on Instagram. Uh, Frank does a uh, podcast called The Oven underscore pod. It's all good stuff. All good stuff. I gave you the good news. Now the bad news. So, Boston has never treated New York fighters right since the last time I was in Boston. UFC 220, January 2018, when I saw my boy, Hurricane Shane Burgos, getting uppercutted, sent reeling by Massachusetts' own Calvin Cater, that stung deep, that hurt, that hurt, Shane is a Bronx native, carries himself with class, soft-spoken, loud hands, really, really nice guy, family-oriented, really cool dude, respect Shane highly, so it hurt deep when that happened. Now, fast forward to October 2019, Chris Weidman. Moves up to light heavyweight, faces Dominic Reyes in an ESPN fight night. I think it was like a, a Friday night fight night in Boston. Yeah, Chris Weidman, that was uh, that was tough. That was tough. Dominic Reyes caught him. Chris was sent reeling, and I was like. I didn't put two and two together with Boston. I, I just I, I figured it was a home game uh, for Chris. 
but man, just it's just something of something in the air, something in the water when it comes to Boston and New York fighters. Now, fast forward four years later, UFC 292. Chris Weidman again, he's in Boston, and he freaking re-injures that reconstructed knee. Brad Tavares, all love and fair and war, completely chopped down Chris. Chris is a fucking gladiator, did not give up. That fight could have ended multiple times. He could have found a way out of there multiple times. He stuck to his guns, switched stances, even after re-injuring his leg. Chris still knocked down Brad Tavares in the second. Beautiful sweeping hooks over the top. Beautiful right hands. Beautiful cage generalship and aggression from Chris. Really, really respected the uh, the no back down, no quit attitude. And if anybody was going to come back from a broken bone injury of that severity... It's the All-American Captain America, Chris freaking Weidman. Tough loss. So, before I get to uh, Aljo versus the UFC, I mean, uh, Aljo versus Sugar Sean, uh, here's the, uh, the live... In arena fight companion with Frank and Ryan, who I mentioned earlier. Watching the fights with Frankie and Ryan. Yes, sir. What's your initial thoughts on Weidman? Does he seem tentative? Does he seem locked in? Give me your thoughts, Frank. Hey, ring rush is a real thing, man, but he seems like he's pretty comfortable in there right now. He's taking a, shooting, coming in for a couple takedowns and stuff, so. Yo, he seems pretty comfortable. Hopefully he gets out of the first round. We'll see what goes on. He did get touched up a little bit real quick, but he looked like he ate it. Draws back. I know. It was pretty scary. I go, shake it off, Chris. <laughs> Ryan, what are your thoughts on Chris right now? What's that? What are your thoughts on Chris right now? Oh, my. This is the All-American, baby. He's about to break both these guys' legs. It's go time. Oh, nuts. He knows where he's at. Walston is... It's an arena. Has a baseball ever hit you in the man genitals? Oh, dude. Baseball's hit me. Baseball's hit me in the nuts. Baseball's hit me in the belly button. Baseball's hit me in the cheek. In the chin. Everywhere, bro. There are PFPs in game. Give me, give me some uh, backstory. Oh, so I, hit my, I got hit in the nuts in practice. We were doing, uh, we were doing dually little uh, T drills. I'm running around the outfield, going left into left center, and I get smoked over the middle. <laughs> I was out for, I was out for a minute, bro. Was there a, a certain female that took care of you, nursed you back to health? Yeah, we had those girls back at Swimming Brooklyn, man. We were, we were great. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I'm here with Long Island's. Justin Verlander. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. He's still with Kate Upton, right? 
Oh, sure is. Respect, respect. That'd be his fault if they broke up. I'm blaming him. What have the Mets got to do this offseason? A lot of shit going on. You're the baseball expert. The Mets, the Yankees, they got to do the same thing, bro. They got to get a lefty bat. They got to get some starting pitching. And, and honestly, rebuild. Let the, let, the, let the boys, let the kids play. Get, get some major league reps. See how, see how the game speeds up a little bit. That'd be beneficial for both sides, man. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of a rebuild. Rumor is that Steve Cohen has to at least make an offer. 600 mil, just throw some crazy wackadoo number out there. Even if Shohei wants to stay on the West Coast, Mariners, Angels, Dodgers, do you believe uh, Cohen's going to make that offer at least to save face with the fan base? Yeah, I think he's got him, man. I think more or less it's just, like, like you said, to save face. But I see him going to the Mariners, bro. No, I see him going to the Mariners. That's Ichiro built that society over there for him. He didn't want to start there, but he's his own entity now, so there's no reason he don't go to Seattle. He loves it over there. Uh, a Seattle staple is catching fish. Out of 10 fish thrown your direction, how many think you're catching? Uh, I know you could pitch, but yeah, you got hands? I'm hoping at least 9 or 10 of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a pitcher who was shagging fly balls? Hell yeah, I was in left field all day, bro. Pulling up Travis Jankowski left and right. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, you big in the prospects, farm systems, anything like that? Yeah, pretty much. I, mean, I love Luis Angel for the Mets. Man. I'm a big Acuna guy. I like the Braves. I'm a Yankees fan, but I love Ronald Acuna. So that whole family's going to that, that Acuna last name is going to be a staple for a very long time in the MLB. Rumor is that the not a rumor. It's a, a stated information that the the Braves have uh, the best farm system. Do you agree? The Braves the Braves are deep, man. The Braves always have good, really good player development. You know, when's the last time the Braves have been bad? Like, think about that. The last time the Braves have been bad is like. Early two, early two thousands maybe, but like they always have pitching, man. They they just produce pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. So if, with that recipe, you're it's almost it's tough to lose, you know. And they always have a good bullpen, good, good, good bullpens, good defense, and there's not a hole in that lineup right now. So you know, Braves, Braves are looking good. They the Mets out on the Yankees too. Did the Mets do right by getting a, a, a baby Acuna? You think he's gonna pan out? Hell yeah, man. He's, he might not be Ronald because Ronald's the best, but. He's, he's going to pay dividends for that for that New York Mets team for sure. Amazing, amazing. Good first round, baby. Good first round. Ryan, give me your thoughts on round one. Wyman's return. Round one, I think we've got this robot leg holding up well. We'll see if there's any cybernetic extensions or some extra added. Cybernetic extensions? Yeah, some type of cyborg strength in Wyman's <laughs> leg. We have to find out as the fight goes on if it's going to last. Let's see what happens. So, so far, he's been kicked in the nuts. He's still standing. We're moving into round two. Both men are looking about even at this point. Let's see where it goes. Is that a smoke machine, or are they just blowing cannabis into the crowd? No, we got to hit it and find out. <laughs> we gotta... Let's go. You go first. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, I feel like Elon Musk is somebody who would do, like, cyborg body limbs. Like, Definitely I, would cheat. But I, is that really tested for? Do they actually get people, like, a metal detector before the fight? We know about they're testing for steroids and hormones, but are they testing for, I guess, cybernetics? What do they call that now? Cyborg extensions of your body. Sure. Whatever you say, I believe it. When it comes to that fight, man, I'm going with Zuckerberg. I feel like the truth is always exposed on fight night. If if, if Musk, I think he's like 50-something, if he's taking all yeah. these TRT, steroids, the, the truth will be yeah. Zuck's been putting the work in the mats. He's competed. Big, Big Cat has actually talked shit about him. I'm like, dude, he's putting himself out there. You can't talk shit about that. I got Zuckerberg not only because he's a New York native, but because he's uh, a reptilian. And you're, he's a, <laughs> the, the reptile people. Win. Yes, exactly. Oh, man, 
throw out your handle. Where can uh, everybody find your wonderful edited content? Edited FM friendly family or family friendly content at the Ryan Show. All over the place, all platforms. You know where to find me at the Ryan Show. Wow, I thought it was gonna be like at the Ryan Show one four six nine. Like you, you're yeah, the original some, one. Somehow I did it first, or at least I got that handle. I tell you, it was a million dollar handle, man. If it for that handle, I'd be a nobody. What are we looking at, boys? He switched stances. Was it the right leg? I missed it. Yeah, it looks like it was. A lot of time left in the round. Oh, he's really aiming for those legs. He should wrestle, man. He's got to take him down. Oh, there we go. Is it the left leg? That he broke? I thought it was his right leg. But uh, that got hurt right now. Something was being favored. On his right leg. That's what they were. But he's leading with it now, so. After seeing the last dance, uh, they said that Jordan's hurt leg was stronger than the other leg when he came back from that calf injury. Do you think there could be something going on with that, that Weidman's hurt leg is stronger, maybe the left leg got tagged and now it's weaker? That's a good point. I guess you're putting a lot of work in. But his hands are looking good. Just kick Brad Devar's nut shot. Is this gamemanship or did he really get him? I think he, I think he clipped him a little bit. Dude, perfect timing. Now he gets to recover. Wait, was it was it clean? I missed it. It was clean. It was clean. It was, uh, it was clean in the dick. It's an actual penal shot. He's on the ground right now, recovering. Oh man! But you know that's karma, man. Tip for tat. A nut for a nut. You guys can hear the fan reaction are not happy. Chris Wyman, he kicked Brad Tavares. He seemed to, I don't think he re-injured the leg that had surgery. I think it was the opposite leg, as I mentioned with the last dance. Maybe the opposite leg gets stronger. You've heard that with Derek Rose, same type of deal. Michael Bisbing has said that as well. Wyman started to purge forward. He was making a comeback. He tagged Tavares. He was he was slapping his thigh, telling Tavares to kick him in the thigh. And then all of a sudden, he's got momentum on his side. He's got the crowd on his side. He kicks Tavares in the balls. And the crowd is booing because they saw their boy Chris Wyman with momentum. Oh my God. All right, action is back started. They're circling each other. 
I don't believe either fighter's got momentum. Tavares seemed to clear the cobwebs after being tagged severely multiple times from the All-American. Chris just got shucked off. Went deep on a double leg. Possibly didn't want to gas out, give everything into that takedown. Seems like he is trying to regain his gas tank. Tavares probably senses this. He's throwing heavy strikes, body shot, long crosses. Chris Wyman pulling out the Wonder Boy kick. Beautiful roundhouse to one-two combination. That Tavares does not want a piece of that again. Wyman throws. Tavares clinches up. And now Wyman is pressing against the fence, throwing knees in the clinch. Brad Tavares has one underhook. Chris potentially trying to set up a takedown. He gathers one leg for a single. But Tavares really worked the wrestle in this training camp. Tavares' takedown defense looks phenomenal. It's a do or die fight for both these guys. Wyman 39, Brad Tavares 35, winner take all. Main event of the early card. Last event on ESPN. These fights are always a big deal. Is it a round apiece? Man, you know, they say that John Wayne's Bobbitt, third leg, got stronger and harder after it was destroyed the first time. And we're looking at a similar situation with Wyman right now. That leg is looking firm. Round apiece, right? I think round apiece. I think we're pretty much round apiece here. Oh, yeah, round apiece. Who wants it more? Who wants it more? I want more popcorn. Yeah, that looked like some fire popcorn, man. You made somebody's night. It's not normally you get handed some fresh popcorn in TV Garden by a New Yorker, man. What it was hell? sealed. It was sealed. Is it sealed? I, I hope he okay. ate it. All right, they're showing the replays on the big screen. Chris Weidman, I think that was officially a drop or a knockdown from Weidman. I'd say he took that round. He looked great. Way to recover after the stinger. I don't know if it was just like a, a ligament that got numb, like when the doctor hits your, that rubber triangle on your knee. But Wyman recovered nicely, started doing damage. And here we go, third round. The Boston crowd is rallying around the New Yorker. You got to love this. Unless a bunch of New Yorkers traveled. You know, not that bad to drive. I got here relatively fast. Not bad. Shout-outs to the New England drivers for driving amazing. Oh, Tavares throws a roundhouse just like Justin Gaethje. Throws a leg kick. Chris Weidman, he's winning the footwork battle. He put Brad Tavares. He's putting the pressure on Brad Tavares. But maybe he's telling something in his stance because Tavares has continued to attack with the low kicks. 
So that was definitely part of the game plan. Low kick, low kick, low kick. I mean, it's a savage sport. You got to attack the injury if you smell blood in the water. That's how it works, man. We're dealing with real sharks here in the UFC. Now this is the product of all those low kicks in training camp that now he's getting his balls teed off. Literally. That was bad. That was bad. That was brutal. I don't think he's going to have any more kids. I expect they're going blow for blow, so be prepared to see another low blow by Weidman at this point. Right, right, right. Yeah. All is fair in love and MMA. That's what they say. If there was any doubt that Weidman was going to play around, play kid to the crowd, that is thrown out the window. I think he's pissed off. It's a real heel move to kick someone in the balls, but he's learning <laughs> from the greats. Have you tried Prime yet? Have I tried? Have you tried Prime, the energy drink? That's a good question. The answer is actually the answer is no, and I've never tried an energy drink in the past 10 years, not since the OG Monster. Which happens to be right there on the center stage. <laughs> they won the battle. Oh, what's going on? Tavares is going. Wow, wow. Brad Tavares, as we talked about before. With Man. You know everybody's going to freaking ask about this in the press room. What the hell? Does his knee look swollen? The lead knee? Yeah, I don't know. It's very bad. There's a lot of blood Tough son of a bitch. Man. It seems like Chris is in a rock and a hard place. You know, he can't take down Tavares, and he's getting picked apart from distance. He's got to either really go for the takedown or land something, because right now, we're halfway through the final round, Tavares is winning this fight. Well, Wu Tang once said, protect your neck, but it looks like it's not protect your nuts. After that, it's right. Yeah. Let's go. Get that momentum, baby. Big overhand left from Weidman. He's willing that crowd behind him. The crowd wants to erupt. You could feel it, man. The TD Garden, they're willing the All-American to make a dramatic comeback, not only in his career, but in this fight. But Tavares sticking to the game plan, chopping that tree. Come on. Under two minutes left. We just got walked by a Matt Frivola lookalike. About 90 seconds left. I don't know. I would guess that Chris is trying to pace himself for like a final sprint. But man, Tavares, leg kick left, a leg kick. You think he's tagging a nerve or we got some serious damage going on? I think we got some serious damage. Let's see though. Let's see what happens. It ain't over, we still got a few seconds here. 
66 seconds. This is wild, man. The media is going to have a field day with this. I, I really, I don't. You guys are with Fox? Yeah. Is this? Well, we're making our way through, yeah. All right, no yeah. problem, no problem. Thank you. We're going to do I was going to interview the usher. Twenty seconds. It's now or never. Are we going to have a miracle moment? Ten seconds. If he lands that wheel kick that he did on Luke Rockhold, that'd be amazing. Tavares took it. You got to give him credit. The crowd was not on his side. He got dropped. Bunch of nut shots, but what are your final thoughts on the Wyman Tavares? Oh, man. I mean, it's good to see Wyman complete a fight without having anything horrible happen. I was on my toes the whole time. The amount of damage that was done to that leg, like you said, he was chopping at it like a tree. I guess we'll see what the judges say. I don't think it's going to be a split decision, but we'll see. Way to be a warrior. Frank, a former D1 athlete, take us through the athlete's perspective. What did you see from Weidman, who is the, the, the herd animal, and then Tavares, who, who smelled blood in the water? Honestly, man, he, you know, Weidman looked hurt in the first, man. He put on a, he put on an absolute show for the next two. So hopefully he comes out with the victory. It could be a split decision, but we'll take it either way. Amazing. Frank Ryan. I appreciate you guys. Again, follow them at The Ryan Show. Frank, former Stony Brook D1 pitcher turned pot buddy, pot butter, co-founder. You got to love and appreciate these boys. We're going to find our way back to the media center. Love those guys, and that was not pre-planned. I'd just like to re record some ambient sound when I'm in the arena. I did that before with uh, Matt Favola versus Drew Dober in New Jersey. I got the steamroller on, on tape, uh, the crowd noise, and uh, I, I like to do that. It just it just so happened that I just started asking these guys questions and they were playing ball. Uh, good speakers. They got radio in their blood, podcasting in their blood. So they, uh, they, they roll with the punches. Really cool dudes. Um, but yeah, Main event happened. Aljermaine Sterling took all the risk here. Okay? He took all the risk. His legacy, his profile, his championship, bantamweight belt. He put it all on the line to make a quick turnaround. Two and a half months? It's well documented that he is one of the biggest pound-for-pound -pound fighters in his given weight class. I don't think he gave his body after a five-round battle with one of the greatest fighters the UFC has ever seen in Henry Cejudo. One of the greatest combat sports athletes 
in history who's in phenomenal shape, who's coming to take the head of Aljamain Sterling. Henry Cejudo was not an easy out. Five-round battle chess match was Aljamain versus Henry. Then the UFC, I'm sure, throws a drop in the bucket Aljo to make him agree to a fight that was announced before he even agreed with the Sean O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling headlining UFC 292 in Boston. Aljo didn't have anything in paper, didn't have anything signed. The UFC are that confident, that savvy of businessmen, that they announced the fight, no contracts being signed, no money being discussed, that they go, you know what, we'll throw a couple of extra 100K at Aljo, money he's never seen before. He'll agree to it. And he did. And I'm sure Aljo took that fuel, said, yeah, I'm getting extra money. You know what? He looked at the positives. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this kid. Boston's not a far trip, okay? I'm going to crush this kid. He's got zero grappling in comparison to me. I'm going to crush this kid. The UFC is going to see the mistake they made when I sign this fight. I'm going to crush their poster boy. The UFC looked at the positives. Yeah, maybe Aljo could go on his podcast. Maybe he could go on a another radio show. Or another TV show and talk about, yeah, I got paid this much money for this fight. There could be some negatives to the UFC paying Aljo more than he's ever seen. Paying him more than probably like light heavyweight champions. Maybe on like, uh, maybe even more than like a Israel Asanya, a Dustin Poirier. To get them to sign it. They're like, yeah. You know what? What's two, three, four, five hundred extra thousand? Yeah, we see the positives in this. Sean O'Malley has ten months to prepare for one style. Because whether or not Henry Cejudo or Aljamain Sterling won, Sean O'Malley was facing an elite wrestler. An elite grappler. He had 10 months to prepare a rested body. He, su- he suffered an injury, a muscle strain, six weeks earlier. He was still able to compete. That's how much his body was able to recover and repair itself over those 10 months. That he was able to not grapple for six weeks and still be fresh as a daisy? And this goes without saying, if you guys didn't know, Boston is a heavy, heavy Irish community. 
Dana White's from Boston. Bill Burr's from Boston. Breaking news. Sean O'Malley's Irish. It couldn't be more louder in that building. Fuck you, Al Joe. Fuck you, Al Joe. And the UFC got their way. Their poster boy won. They are going to make tenfolds more. Then let's just say 500 extra K that they had to pay Aljo. That 500 K fee has already made more. The gate of UFC 292 was the second highest in the TD Garden's history. I think it was six or seven million. They have already made more than that 500 K. Even say if it's a million dollars that they paid Aljo. They've already made that end some. Insane. And, nice little behind the curtain for you guys. The UFC has never, never posted a pay-per-view finish on their social media, ever. The UFC posted the entire start of the second round. The entire round, the entire finish, the post-fight interview, the replays. Absolutely played Aljamain Sterling. A dirty, dirty business move. Dirty. I saw on uh, somebody's, this is how I found out about this being posted on YouTube, the, uh, the finish. Somebody said, wow. The UFC really, really, really wanted O'Malley to win that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They got their boy. Fast track to a title fight. Eddie Wyland? Marlon Vera? Andre Sukumatov? What? Peter Yan barely? Are you kidding me? The UFC played Aljo. Dirty, dirty move. Dirty move. And I pray that Aljo can dust himself off, pick himself up, come back, win, get back in a title fight at neutral ground. I'm not asking for MSG or UBS Arena in Belmont, Long Island. I'm not asking for that. Get them in Vegas. Get them in Miami. But this fucking rematch needs to happen. Poster boy needs to be humbled. And now he's going to cherry pick. He doesn't even want to rematch Aljo. Aljo took all the risk. As I said earlier, Aljermaine Sterling took all the risk. Put his balls on the table. And now Sean O'Malley is just going to flick him off like a mosquito. Jeez. Jeez. Insanity.
Dirty move. Dirty move. Dirty move. <sighs> I'm still fuming over it, if you guys can't tell. I'm, uh, pretty fucking livid. And, uh, yeah. Uh, up yours, Boston. Up yours. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.